Well, we are going to jump right into week five, um, which is the finale to our series, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. We've been going at this for a few weeks now, and if I'm being really honest with you guys, I am uh, sad that we actually have to close the book on this series because I have been getting so much out of it, and um, I know from discussions with you guys that you are experiencing the same, and so it is a little bit sad that this is coming to an end, but my hope and my prayer is that we would continue to consider these things, continue to dig in, continue to apply these things to our lives um, as they form us into more and more Christ-likeness. And in fact, I have a feeling that this will become a series that we go back to at some point in the future, maybe just kind of like an annual reminder of these things, because I do think it is truly that important. But we are going to close the book on it today. We've got one final message And before we get into that, for anybody who uh, maybe hasn't been here or maybe you've skipped a few of these messages, just uh, a, a quick recap into what we've been discussing. And so in week one of the series, we simply started by talking about an issue that is clearly at play in our lives, and that is that we live in such a hurried and rushed way today. The the pace of life in which we live it is so quick that no longer are are we truly the people of God that he's called us to be. And what we're noticing is that beneath the surface, there are some things bubbling within us that are having um, some adverse effects on us emotionally, physically, but especially spiritually. So we've been talking about some of the ways that we can kind of overcome this and some of the different steps we can begin to walk in so that we can eliminate hurry and be more and more like Christ. And so in week two, we talked about the idea that we would just simply slow down in our lives. Like as simple as that sounds, that we really just need to to slow our everyday pace so that we can be more mindful so that we can be more intentional, so that we can be more in the moment in our day-to-day lives and how much that truly does make us more and more like Christ. After that, we talked about the practice of Sabbath, how each week we need to carve out some time and be intentional about centering our hearts around God to just stop and to rest and to celebrate, to enter into these things so that as we go throughout the rest of our days, that that begins to pour out in every moment and in every interaction that these are the things that we feel every single day. And then last week, we talked about the idea of just simplifying our lives, meaning taking all of the extra and all of the excess that we have and just beginning to to remove it so we can actually be focused on what is most important, that we would actually be given to the things that we need to be given to. And I mentioned in week two that each one of these spiritual formations or disciplines would be categorized as formations of withdrawal. So meaning each one of these things are simply ways that we can kind of pull back the reins, get a little bit more control, have a little bit more discipline in our lives so that we can align ourselves with him. But today, as we end this series, we're going to talk about one formation of action that we need to be more about in our lives. So, so as you can imagine, 
As we get more space and margin and time and attention back in our lives, there are plenty of things that we could be better about in terms of our actions and what we walk in. But there's one thing in particular that I really do believe we have lost sight of in a pretty major way, and I want to bring us back to that place. So we're going to end our series with the spiritual formation or discipline of community. Okay, this is what I want to spend a little bit of time today talking about, the spiritual formation or discipline called community. Now, before we get into this message, and, and I'm sure already by the title, your mind is going and kind of assuming what we're going to be talking about, I just wanted to say a quick word of prayer that God would open up our hearts and minds to receive what he has for us, to, to be open to what he is trying to tell us so that we can truly leave this place being focused on what we need to be focused on. And so if one more time, you could just close your eyes with me. Heavenly Father, I pray that you would truly allow us to focus in, to lean into your word today whether we're gonna discuss things that we've heard before or never heard before, regardless, I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would speak into our hearts in a way that, that allows us to create and sustain the habits that we need to align ourselves with you and, and to truly be about the things that you desire for us. I, I pray that you would just work in us in, in such a beautiful and powerful way so that we can give ourselves to these things in bigger and more profound ways. And I just wanna thank you ahead of time for what that's going to look like, for what that's going to do in and through and around us. And we give you all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, as I mentioned, we're going to be talking about the idea of community, and we're going to begin to discuss some of the ways that we've gotten where we are today and um, some of the ways in which we live our lives within this context. But what I really want to say from the very beginning in just a very straightforward and a very clear way is that I truly believe this is something that we have lost sight of in some pretty serious ways in our spiritual lives. I really do believe that because of the way in which we live our lives and because of all the things that we're distracted by, I really do think we're losing value of people, of relationships, and of community. And I think that's a pretty big deal that we need to be aware of. And as I already mentioned, I really hope that as we begin to get some more space and margin back into our lives, I really hope that we reprioritize this in a way that, that it truly becomes part of our everyday lives, that we would give ourselves to this in such beautiful ways. And in fact, if you've paid close enough attention throughout this series, as we've talked about um, the, the things that are most important to us and the things that we really need to be focused on, I've continued to mention this formation specifically. I've talked about um, breaking bread with friends and family, even on our Sabbath time that we would be given to community. I've talked about the power of just a, a good conversation with a loved one and what that does to our souls. Um, I've talked about finally getting to know our neighbors and building relationships, right? I've continuously brought us back to this place because I really believe as pace of life has sped up and as our time and attention is taken away by all of this stuff in life, this is one of the main things that we've lost is the value of people. In fact, as our communication methods have changed and as divisiveness has ramped up and even as our value system kind of evolves over time, we just no longer realize how important this is anymore. 
We no longer realize how much we should be given to this, especially if we call ourselves followers of Christ and we need to get our eyes back on this. Now, there are two things in particular that I think we've really lost sight of that we need to regain and recapture if we're going to walk in this the way that God desires. And those two things are the value of empathy and the value of relationships. I really think that these are are two of the keys that are really holding us back from from being a part of the community of God in the way that he intends. And so I wanna talk about these things for just a moment so we can understand what is behind them. So when we talk about the idea of empathy, um, especially in biblical terms, the word empathy is really often described as compassion. In fact, those two words are really used synonymously throughout scripture. And the word compassion literally means to suffer with another. That's what compassion is, meaning at an emotional and at a relational level that we would be willing to be present with people during times of suffering or distress or or pain. That's, That's what empathy is, right? Like, I, I, I wanna feel what this is like from your perspective. Not, not just think about it and kind of run it through my brain, but I literally want to be in it with you. That is empathy. And while this is really one of the foundational things that we should have in our relationships with one another, the truth is we're, we're slowly losing this in our world today. This is becoming abundantly clear. We're, we're so insulated from one another. We're so distracted, we're, we're so busy with so many other things that we don't even have the space for compassion anymore. To just see from a different perspective, to just step in and, and kind of feel somebody else's pain. Like we don't even have time or space for that anymore. It's, it's an issue. And one of the big reasons why is, is because of our inability to listen to one another. This is, a, this is a big problem for us today. We really struggle to do this. In fact, did you know that when it comes to our emotional and cognitive understanding, listening well is virtually indistinguishable from loving well. That's how closely tied those two things are. Meaning when you feel listened to, when you feel seen, when you feel heard, your mind, your body, and your spirit literally feel loved. Like that's the emotions that are going on on the inside even, by the way, if you end up disagreeing. So so catch this, this is important. You might have completely different opinions on a a certain topic or uh, through a certain discussion, but as long as you feel listened to, you feel loved. Now, the problem is there are a lot of things within us and around us that hold us back from this. A lot of things that hold us back from listening, hold us back from perspective, hold us back from just going deeper into relationship with one another. A lot of things that that pull us from this focus. And one of the biggest things is, and I'm sorry to keep going back to the well on this, but is technology today. This is one of the things that, that really hurts us in this endeavor. And, and let me just say as a side note, at the end of this series, I'm not like an anti-tech guy. I know I've talked a lot about it, but, but honestly, we need to open our eyes to some of the things that are going on in and through this. And so when we talk about empathy and we talk about the importance of people, I, just, I, wanna, I want you to think about it this way. How often are you at a restaurant or at a coffee shop or something like that, and you look around and you see people sitting there on their phones as another human being is sitting right across from them. How often do you see that? Now, I just want you to think about the level of detachment, 
the level of, of disconnect, I would argue the lack of dignity that we have for one another through those actions. Think about the difference when you're having a serious conversation with somebody between being able to look them in the eyes and like actually see tears begin to well up within them, like see the pain beginning to grip their bodies versus like a text chain where you're just like, oh, I hope you're feeling okay. Like think about the emotional difference between those two things. Think about the lack of perspective that we have today because of social media and the echo chamber that, that we're involved in. Think about the issues behind that. In fact, this week I, I heard this analogy that I thought was just way too accurate and I wanted to, to share this with you. Pretty eye-opening when it comes to that particular topic. This is what it said. Imagine a newspaper being delivered to every home in your neighborhood several times a day. However, imagine that every single newspaper contained totally different content. And that content was created intentionally to reinforce your current thoughts, opinions, and beliefs. Imagine getting a newspaper with a bunch of quotes, stats, and information talking about how good someone is. Meanwhile, your next door neighbor gets quotes, stats, and information talking about how bad that very same person is. And then just imagine applying that approach to every topic, every idea, and every individual in our world today. Welcome to 21st century social media. Now, now think about, just for a second, the amount of damage that that does for our ability to just listen to one another, for our ability to just empathize and try to, to put ourselves in another person's shoes. Think about that. And in fact, this is why when somebody disagrees with us or has a, a different viewpoint these days, our initial response is typically to get pretty irritated, get, get kind of angry with that person because given all the information we have, we can't possibly imagine someone thinking differently, right? And so it's gotten to the point to where it's not even that we have different opinions, we literally have different realities given the information that we're working off of. Whether it's politics or whether it's sports or whether it's the, the pandemic, it's all the same. There's just no longer any space for nuance and open-mindedness anymore. And the problem is what, what's happening is empathy and compassion are falling to the wayside. We just no longer can, can feel for people anymore. We just no longer can, can look through a different lens. It's, it's a problem. And what I want you to do is I want you to offset that picture of, of our world and, and the way in which we think and live with, with the heart of Jesus. Like, I know that's really fundamental and elementary, but, but think about the idea of empathy as it relates to Christ. I mean, we're, we're literally talking about the standard of empathy, right? The Bible tells us that he humbled himself and was made in the likeness of men, meaning he didn't have to, but he gladly came and stepped in our shoes. Meaning he, he felt our pain, he went through our struggles, he dealt with our temptations. He didn't have to, but he gladly stepped into our world to see what it's like through our lens. Think about that. And not only did he do that with our experiences, he literally did that with our punishment. Think about that level of empathy to say, you know what? You're not gonna have to deal with this at all. You're not gonna have to take this at all. I'm gonna step into your shoes and I'm gonna take it for you. Just think about the compassion that we see through the life and the sacrifice of Christ. And, and can you just imagine if we had that type of perspective towards the people around us? Can you just imagine if that's the way that, that we lived our lives? Can you imagine how differently we would we would think how differently we would act, how differently we would talk. Can you imagine the type of impact that we could make in and around us if we truly had the perspective of Christ? This is desperately 
something that we need to regain in our lives and in our perspectives. Come on, let's, let's just, let's have compassion for people. Let's open up our hearts and our minds to understand what they might be going through that we might be in it with them, okay? The other thing that we need to regain, as I mentioned, is the value of relationships, okay? And I know that that seems really simple, but this is so very important. Because with all of this stuff that we now have that captures our time and attention, we've talked about a lot of these things throughout the series. One of the biggest problems we're seeing is that these things are slowly but surely taking the place of people in our lives. Like we have to understand we're making a substitute here with what we are doing. In fact, just think about all the different things in our world today, big and small, that are moving us away from this idea of connection and, and relationship, right? Like just think about the impersonal nature of, of text and email and, and Zoom. Think about self-checkout. Think about online shopping, even work from home, which is like standard these days, right? Right? Like, I, I'm not sure it's too far in the distance where we're gonna get to live every single day of our lives just on our couch, right? And it's not unrealistic to, to think that that's where we're heading. Meanwhile, what we're sacrificing in the process is something that is essential for our lives, something that is essential for our souls, and, and that's relationship with one another. That's people, that's, that's what we are, are missing. And listen, you're not gonna get very far in scripture at all without seeing this principle in play. We need community. We need it. It's essential for us. And, and see, the truth is we know that. Like deep down in our hearts, deep down in our souls, we know that to be true. In fact, the truth is people today are starving for connection more than ever before. The problem is, is they don't want to get outside of their comfort zones long enough to actually walk in it, right? That, that's the problem that we're experiencing. But yet again, let's look at the life of Christ, was he one that prioritized relationships in his life? Was this something that he was about? Was this something that he was invested in? Absolutely. And in fact, I would argue that this is the aspect of Jesus's life that we actually overlook the most. I, I, I've said this before and I'll say it again, but this was a man who was constantly around other people. I mean, he clearly gave his life for this. I mean, he was teaching people, he was helping people, he was celebrating with people. In fact, the next time you read through one of the gospels, take serious note of how often this is the case. Think about this, he's training, he's healing, he's investing in people. In fact, you could make a strong argument that this is what he gave his entire ministry to. This is what he spent most of his, dime, his time doing was investing in others and he did it really well. Like, like think about how well he trained his disciples. Think about how well he, he equipped them and then think about the level of time and the level of attention and the level of intention that it took to actually do that. This is in many ways what Jesus was all about. What he gave his life for was other people and therefore we need to be willing to do the same. And so if this is the case, if this should be a priority for us and, and for some reason we're not attached to it the way we need to, what are some practical steps that we can put in place that are gonna point us in that direction? This is something we've done consistently throughout this series. We've talked about some really simple things, but if we give ourselves to them day by day, they truly will make a change. And so when it comes to community and relationships and valuing people, the very first practical step that we can take is, is to simply make love and compassion our key values, okay? So I don't know if you've ever kind of been intentional enough to think, what, what are the key values in my life? What matters to me most? 
If you've done that before, if you haven't done that before, here's the answer. Make love and compassion your key values. Now, now first off, this brings us to a very interesting and very important aspect of spiritual formations that we have to understand. And that is, listen closely, these formations and these disciplines that we've been talking about are all a means to an end, okay? Meaning they, they are forming us for an end purpose. So as an example, when we talked about practicing Sabbath, that in and of itself is not the end goal. It's the means to an end, which is really peace and trust and joy and contentment. Like that's ultimately what we're trying to achieve and produce in our lives. And so listen, when we talk about the formation of community, understand that in and of itself is not the end goal. The end goal is ultimately love for one another. That's really what we wanna see. That's really what we want to align ourselves with because the truth of the matter is, as followers of Christ, that should always be what we're motivated by. Love should always be what we're motivated by. We should always be a people of love. We should always think and feel and act through that filter. And this is all over scripture. I mean, you can't possibly overlook this as you're reading through the Bible, whether it's the fruit of the spirit, whether it's the great commandment, whether it's the the life of Christ, this is something we constantly see in action. And so what are some of the ways we can step in this? What are some of the ways we can exhibit this in our everyday lives? And the first one is simply a callback to our very first formation in the series. And that is we need to slow down. Seriously, we we have to slow down if we're even going to consider loving people well. Because listen, love requires time. Love requires attention. Love requires space to just think and feel and be intentional about what we're doing in our lives. Love requires that. And so we're gonna have to slow down to actually achieve that. Again, just think about how much love and compassion you put on display when you're driving down the highway to get to the next appointment. Or, or when you're rushing to get the kids in the car. Think about the, the level of love and compassion that you're putting on display. It's not there, right? And in fact, in, in this book, John Mark says, hurry is the enemy of compassion. Hurry is the enemy. They're, 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 they're opponents. And we have to be aware of that and how we live our lives. So step one is simple. We have to slow down. We have to, we have to make sure we have a healthy pace of life if we're truly going to be given to this. And then the second thing is we have to be serious about taking care of other people. So, so listen, as we slow down our lives, what we're gonna realize is all of a sudden we're, we're, we're more aware of what people are going through around us. We, we can actually see what folks are going through and what they might need to, to help them. And when we see that, we have to be willing to step in. We have to make this a priority in our lives, just loving on and, and caring for other people. Again, I know that's so simple, but, but if you and I were truly given to that on an everyday basis, we would seriously make a change in this world. That alone would make a change in this world. And so here's one way that I think you can do this, okay? Right away, this week, I, I want you to sit down with your spouse. I want you to sit down with your family. And I want you to determine what's one thing that we can remove so that we can fill that space with love and compassion. What's one thing we can remove and we can fill that with love and compassion. So a few examples. So, so let's say once a week, or I'm sorry, once a month, not even once a week, We'll, we'll, we'll skip our favorite television show and we'll go donate our time to a local food bank. 
Just once a month, that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna be intentional about this. Once a month, we're, we're gonna skip basketball practice to come and serve at the church. Once a month, we're gonna do that. We're, we're gonna go through our, our budget and we're gonna maybe sacrifice some of our entertainment budget so we can donate to a good cause around us. Like seriously, let's be intentional about how we can step into these things and be a people who are full of love and compassion. This, this is the type of people that we need to be. Here's the truth of the matter, guys. When we get to the end of our lives, we're, we're not gonna be thinking about our favorite television shows. We're not gonna be thinking about how much money we've made. We're gonna be thinking about how much of an impact we've made on the people around us. I promise you that's what we'll be thinking about. Whose life did I impact? Did I, I love people well? What legacy am I leaving behind? And, and if that is that important, why don't we start that now? Why don't we walk in that now? This is the people that we should be if we call ourselves followers of Christ. Now, here's the second way we can do this, and this aligns itself really well with the first, and that is simply make people a priority in your life. Simply make people a priority in your life. I truly believe that this should just be like our, our motto. In every area, in every aspect, people are the priority. So, so people are more important than whatever task it is I'm trying to get done, right? People are more important than my free time and, and my hobbies. People are more important than my personal views and opinions. People are just more important than those things. Let's have that perspective. Let's prioritize the value of, of people and how important they are in the eyes of God. Now, now here's the thing with this. One of the biggest reasons we struggle in this area is, is honestly because it's really difficult. If we're being honest, if we're being transparent, building relationships, empathizing, dealing with other people is hard work. Honestly, it takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of sacrifice. It takes a lot of intentionality. And as we've talked about through this whole series, those are just things we, we don't have interest in these days, right? Like, I don't, have, I don't wanna make any sacrifices. I don't have to give my time to do something that's difficult. I don't wanna be about that. In fact, I was, I was reading an article this week that was pretty interesting, and it was talking about how essential time is for properly building relationships. In fact, it said that you have to spend more than 200 hours with somebody before you even begin to consider them a trusted friend. So we're talking about a lot of time, a lot of attention that goes into this. But then it started talking about how oftentimes our environment keeps us from that. In other words, in, in this culture of quick and convenient, it's not that we're, we're losing desire for relationships, it's that we're actually losing opportunity for it. Like we no longer have space, we no longer have opportunity to just sit with people or, or to, to wait with people or to form new connections. Like slowly but surely that is going away. And so the truth is, if we're going to be about this, if we really believe that this is a priority for our lives, then we're gonna be, have to be all the more intentional about it. We're gonna have to be all the more invested in this if it's something that truly matters. And so I'll just set the expectation now for you. If you're going to be about building relationships and being a part of community, it's not gonna be easy. It's not gonna be quick. It's not going to be convenient. But if this is the call of God on our lives, then we need to be serious about it. Like, like we need to be willing to sacrifice. We need to be willing to invest. We need to be willing to dedicate our lives to this if it truly matters to that degree. And we certainly see that it does. And so we need to, to just make people a priority. We need to, to pour out love and compassion on them as much as we possibly can. And here's the third and final practical step. 
And this one is important, especially within our context as a church. And that is, if we're going to be a part of community, and if we're going to really step into these things the way that we need to, then, then I want you to become an active member of a life group. Okay, really, really practical, but something that you can be a part of today. I want you to become an active member of one of our life groups. Now, if that is a concept you're not familiar with, or maybe you've heard us talk about this and and really you're not sure what this means, let me try to be really clear about this, okay? When we talk about our life groups, our, our small groups, I want you to understand we are not talking about a program within the church, In fact, I would go so far as to say, we're not even talking about a ministry within the church. It's not like, do I wanna join this program? Do I wanna be a part of this ministry? That's not what we're talking about. Listen, life groups are the church. It's it's the people of God living together and growing together and serving together. It literally is the church at work. That's what we're talking about. In fact, notice that I didn't say join a life group. I said, become an active member of a life group meaning this isn't just something to check off of your to-do list. This is something to, to be given to, something to prioritize. And yes, just like any other relationships in your life, it's not always gonna be easy. It's not always gonna be really quick and convenient, but, but work it, actually give it the time and the attention that it requires and see what this does for your soul to truly live life with one another and, and support one another and have fun with one another. This is who we should be. In fact, I'll, I'll say it as bluntly as I can put it, and that is, if, if, if you're gonna say that you don't have time for life groups, just understand what you're saying is you don't have time to be a part of the church, okay? Which if that's the decision you're making, that's the decision you're making. But I just want you to be clear about what we're talking about here. Again, this isn't some churchy program that we want you to try out. This is how we live and operate as the community of Christ. And we want you to, to be a part of that. We want you to belong to that. And, and so please consider this. Please make sure that you're considering that step. As we talk about relationships, as we talk about community, I just want you guys to understand how important this truly is in our spiritual lives. I I know we've talked about this before. I promise you we will talk about it again. I need you to understand how important this is. In fact, I'll I'll put it this way. I truly think that, that your life is meaningful to the extent in which you impact other people. I truly believe your life is meaningful to the extent in which you impact others. This this is what God has always been about is is his people. This is what Jesus clearly gave his life towards was, was other people. Why would we be any different? This is something we need to focus on. This is something we need to to prioritize. In fact, just before Jesus leaves his disciples, he's gonna give them the the main thing that they need to be focused on, right? He's about to leave and he wants them to be focused on this. And, and, And this is what we call the Great Commission. He says, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything that I've commanded you. In other words, what I want you to focus on is impacting other people's lives, telling them about me, showing them what it looks like to live a life for me and having them join in that process. This is what he has for us. This is what he wants for us. And I want it to be clear that that is a call for all of us. Listen, the Great Commission is not just something for for the church operationally. It's for you, it's for you, it's for me, it's for each one of us individually to go out and do these things. 
And so we better prioritize it. We better be about it. I don't care how simple these things sound. This is something we need to put in our lives. In fact, when John Mark in the book talks about what our future might look like if we eliminated, eliminated hurry and, and eliminated all of this rushing around, I want you to pay close attention to what he says. This is what it would look like if we could eliminate hurry. He says that we would be intensely relational and intensely discipleship focused. Intensely relational and intensely discipleship focused. I'm gonna tell you right now, that's what I wanna give my life to. That's what I want to be about. And that's what I want us to be about as a church, that we would care about and love other people to the extent that we would make them disciples of Jesus Christ. This is what we're, this is what we're here for, guys. Amen. And we need to make sure we're invested in it with everything that we have. Please stand with me. I want you to just, to just focus in for another minute or two. I promise you we're, we're wrapping things up here. But I want you to just really focus in as we kind of complete this series. And I wanna go all the way back to week one when I asked you guys some pretty serious questions that I wanted you to consider. And, and I want to ask these questions again and I want you to really think about them. I want you to really survey your life as it relates to these things and see what we need to do as we move forward to make sure we are on the right track. In week one, I asked, what are you becoming through the habits and practices currently in your life? What are you becoming through the things that you're actively practicing in your life? What are you truly dedicating your time and attention to, and what is that producing? Every day of your life, what are you dedicating your time and attention to, and what is that producing? What would it look like to recognize that hurry is one of the biggest problems you face today as a true follower of Christ? What would it look like to realize this is an issue in your life and you need to be serious about addressing it? And lastly, what would it look like to be busy in the Jesus sense of that word? What would it truly look like to live your life like Christ? I know that we are ending this series today, but I couldn't be any more serious about ensuring that we continue to move forward in all of these things, that we continue to dig in, that, that we read or reread the book, that we talk about this within our life groups, that we just keep moving this forward so that we can align ourselves more and more with Christ. I want for us so badly to, to truly begin to think differently to truly have a Christ-like perspective, to truly have habits and practices in place that point to him. In fact, at one point in scripture, Paul says that we would live a life that is worthy of the gospel of Christ. Man, what would that look like? What do we need to change? What do we need to adjust to make sure that that is true of us? This is serious stuff. You know, oftentimes, in our messages, and I think this is good and right, but oftentimes we, we really focus on the idea of salvation, right? That, that we would truly give our lives to Christ, that we would truly give ourselves to him and allow him to capture our hearts. 
that's great. And we should preach and we should teach that. We should be about that. But I think oftentimes we focus so much on that that we forget that there's a life to live beyond that. That there are, are things to be done. There's work that he has for us. There's a lifestyle that he wants us to live that looks like him. And that's no small thing. So let's continue to dig in. Let's continue to apply these things to our life. Let's stay focused. Let's stay intentional. Let's stay faithful. Let's stay patient as we're formed into his image. Heavenly Father, I pray right now that even as we close this series, that you would continue to stir our hearts and our minds toward these things. In fact, that you would help us to do that for one another, to challenge one another, to hold one another, to encourage one another, to continue to walk in your ways. Lord, I know sometimes we get into these topics that seem so simple and so fundamental that we kind of check out and we don't realize just how important they are for us. And I just pray for everybody under the sound of my voice that that would not be the case for them. That they would truly realize how important these things are. They would truly realize what you have for their lives. And that they would give everything they have to it. Lord, as we leave this place, I pray that you would protect us. Pray that you would strengthen us. Pray that you would lead and guide us to truly be like you, to impact the people around us, to truly reflect your beautiful character and nature. Help us, empower us, equip us. And I pray all of these things in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name.